0: recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight, and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey guys, what is going on? Happy Friday. It's actually Tuesday when I'm recording this. This week has been such a whirlwind. Uh, the free challenge, by the time you guys are listening to this, the free five-day no binge challenge has been completed. This is the last day. If you guys weren't able to make it in, don't worry. There'll be another challenge at some point soon, I promise. But that's been a crazy time. We're already two days in and the people in that group are lively, energetic, and going for it. And people are posting about you know, their fails and their wins. And it's just exciting to see how people are learning from each other because I'm posting feedback and advice and daily lessons for people, but people are also talking about their progress and what's going on and what they're learning, what their what their pitfalls have been. I think it's been a self-reflective process for a lot of people. So it's been such a fun thing, although I'll say exhausting. My Facebook notifications are usually pretty minimum and then just checking it every time and seeing all those notifications, I'm not going to lie very anxiety provoking. I've definitely wanted to like procrastinate and look, checking my social media. However, it's been really rewarding. Working with my clients this week has been incredibly rewarding, rewarding. I've learned a lot from this week, just working with so many different people and all the energies going on. And then also I'm introducing a new program, which is group coaching. Uh, I've done group coaching in the past, but not like this. My group coaching has been more for small groups and very specific and higher ticket uh, and cost because it's so small and niche, but I'm now opening up the course for group coaching as an add-on and it's actually a really low cost group coaching option. Um, So, That was a lot of people have joined from the challenge, and I'm opening up for public people to join. And the first group coaching call starts next Sunday, so super exciting stuff. If you are interested in any of that, you can always check out the link below or check out my Instagram, which is just bingebreakers, and it'll be on my website at www.bingebreakers.com. You can find all the information there. However. I want to keep this brief. <laughs> I always try that with podcasts, but intros usually are pretty long. Um, I'm going on vacation next week. And by vacation, I'm not going anywhere in particular. We may drive down to the Keys, but I'm just not working for about a week and three days. And the only thing I'm going to be doing is possibly still posting on social media and um, over stuff that I've already created and then um, posting inside our course, member, private community, Facebook group, and doing one Facebook live. Other than that, no work, not going to be doing that. uh, And just taking a breather. And I'm also going to the festival because it's Miami music week here. So it's gonna be fun. And I think something interesting about this last month is that it's my birthday month. And I keep I'm turning 27. I'm 26 right now. And so I was having a coaching call a few weeks ago where I realized I act sometimes like I am 60 years old and it's not that 60 year 60 year olds are not cool. You know, like I've met a lot of awesome 60 year olds, but I feel like I've been acting like I'm 40, 50, 60 for a while. I'm, I forget sometimes that I'm 26. Like I just started appreciating the fact that I'm still in my twenties. I'm still very young. And I've accomplished a lot and being proud of myself and appreciating myself for what I've done and the life that I've built and the things that I'm doing for other people and the difference that I'm making. And it's just been a time of reflection for me. I'm not going to do a whole birthday episode. I did one last year, but I think if anything, this year has told me that you don't have to work so hard or keep hustling so hard. If anything, you need to take more breaks and more time off to stop being in the work, so you can clearly think, make proper decisions moving forward. And I think this year I was hustling quite a bit and really pushing myself. And while that was helpful, I think this year, hopefully it's going to be a lot more of taking more time to smell the roses basically and appreciate my life and being 27, even though I've been acting like I'm in my forties already, (laughs) but being a 27 year old, doing some things that 27 year olds do, whatever that means to me, whatever it means to you, Um, and taking more time for vacations and breaks. And I find that before I was kind of thinking that vacations are not fruitful, they're not working, I don't have time for vacations, but I've really learned that now I need to make time for vacations and vacations are actually really fruitful for my mental health and bring me with lots of life experience that I can share with other people. So with this vacation, even though I'm not going to do anything, leave the home, I am going to go out and have fun. I'm going to live my life and not be so businessy for a week. And I'm probably not going to think about bulimia as much either. And just enjoy myself. And so if you are feeling burnt out and tired... Hopefully you have the option to do something similar. Maybe you can't take a week off, but just take a day. Just go and do something you want to do. Take a break. Take time away from your home inside the hustle. Because when you're like that, just like when you're inside of an urge and the momentum's building, it's really hard to think clearly. I hope that I come back from this break with lots of fresh ideas. With that being said... The episode I'm going to have today is short and sweet, but it's about um, some controversy Controversy I got on social media. This is very, very small controversy, but I thought this person brought up an interesting point because someone asked me in the challenge, Jacqueline, do you ever miss bulimia? And I said, yes, I do sometimes miss bulimia. I miss the act of bingeing and purging sometimes. And then I use the phrasing that it was fun. And I said, uh, there's a reason that I did it. It provided relief and emotional support at the time. And sometimes, especially, I don't think I said this on the live, but, you know, for me, sometimes when I was, when I'm still stressed or working really hard or sleep deprived, I still will get urges. Um, and those are the times where I think I miss bulimia the most, but um, I didn't want to lie to people, but I think it's I compared it to an alcoholic who they have um they're recovered, they no longer drink anymore, they're dead set on that, but sometimes a good drink still sounds good, but they don't do it. And so I posted that as a clip on the reel because I thought it was a really important point to make that um I don't want to paint the picture that I never get urges. I talked to someone who was recovered the other day and they said, no, I never get that ever. And I've had several people, actually, a few people tell me now, like, no, I don't ever get that. And they said, you know, maybe you just need more time. And maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. And I just need more time, but maybe that will never go away. I've kind of just accepted the fact that under times of stress, um, I will still sometimes get urges like that. And it doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't make me not recover. It just means that that's how my brain used to process things. And that's old shitty thinking and processes that come back. They don't they're still there. They're just kind of like hauntings in my brain. They're not really there. But anyway, I posted the clip and this person, very emotionally attached to what I had to say, clearly, just wrote a bunch of ranting things on my reel about how, who the fuck says things like this? This is sick. You're not. If you think that it was fun, you're probably not um, you're probably still mentally ill or something like that you're she was shaming me saying I wasn't fully recovered that it was dangerous that I said that um, and she just had a whole bunch of her own drama I want to be kind to this person but she just had her clearly her own attachments and biases to the situation. She was like I don't know how you could ever say that this would be fun um, in any shape or form And I usually when people comment like that when they're just, emotionally charged, I will, what I do, my rule of thumb is you respond to them once. And if they respond again, you just leave it. You just let them go. I will never, ever delete a comment unless like, unless maybe they're harassing someone, like it's a dangerous comment. They're trying to incite violence against someone. Then I guess I would delete that of course. But in terms of people commenting their opinions, this person was just stating their opinion. And I don't believe that removing negative comments that maybe make me look bad is the ethical thing to do because then gets a line to your audience, right? So I don't delete it, but I just don't respond after a certain point because it's a waste of my time and they're not going to listen to me anyway. They want to fight clearly. But this person, I posted on my story because I said that this is why people don't feel safe to talk about bulimia openly and honestly, even if they're recovered, because n- people don't understand. Supposedly this person had bulimia, but it was so crazy to her that the, I, what triggered her the most was me saying it was fun, right? That part of bulimia was fun. That part of bulimia offered me something, offered me relief, any of that. And people in the comment section, they kind of jumped on board and was like, they were clearly disagreeing with her and like saying all the points I would have made. But someone said something really good, which I thought I'd um, kind of paraphrase here. This person was like binging and purging offers people relief. And just like any alcohol, any sort of addiction, alcohol, drugs, maybe a sex addiction, like any of that, it offers you some benefit. Doesn't mean you should keep doing it, but there's, a, there's a reason that you do it. Right. No one just kind of, even like with self-harm, right? That's something that so clearly causes, you would think it clearly only causes you pain, right? It only causes you harm, but no, there's a reason someone's doing that. It does offer you some sort of relief, whether it's emotional, physical, probably both, right? It's somehow giving you something. And I think it would be so, so dishonest of me to not only say like, no, I never miss it, but also- that it never gave me anything because it's kind of just turning your nose up and it's not being understanding of the real situation. That's, um, if you were just to say like, there's a reason that it's not, it's hard for people to give up both binging and purging. And this person, you know, was this person said, uh, Oh, well, binging. Yeah, that makes sense. But purging, no. And, um, you know, they just were kind of backtracking on their argument. But I think deep down, they probably would agree with me if we sat down and have a conversation, but this was Instagram comments. But if you feel out there, you feel shame for missing bulimia. Sometimes you feel shame for recovering or wanting to recover, trying to recover, but part of you still is tempted to binge, tempted to purge, whatever those things, it makes sense. It's not because you are not, um, not a good person, or you are still super sick. I mean, maybe you, maybe you are still really struggling, but I think that really trips people up and it makes people feel insecure about their own recovery. When they have those thoughts, it used to make me feel insecure. I was like, oh my God, I'm still tempted sometimes. What in the world? I'm trying to help people. I have a whole podcast. This is my whole career to help people. How could I ever, ever consider it? But it's just how your brain is wired. And for some people, it goes away completely and good for them. I hope I get to that point at some point, but it's not really a big deal. Those thoughts used to make me scared, but now I realize that they're just old neurological junk. I don't really react to them much anymore. They don't have much validity anymore because I really do truly believe it makes sense why I would crave them. It's just because I'm stressed. It's just maybe because I'm hungry. It's just maybe because of X, Y, Z. Doesn't mean necessarily mean I want to go back. It's just an option that my brain knows. Kind of like if you don't have a lot of money, I'm watching good girls right now. I'm watching good girls over again on Netflix. And you know, they do crazy things to get money, right? And you always know it's an option to rob something for money. And maybe your brain would go there first, but second, of like, oh, we should just rob a bank. Ha <laughs> ha. But you would never do that. And so your brain quickly doesn't judge yourself for it because you know it's ludicrous. That's what urges like, are like to me now. And in the beginning, they were much harder, but that is what they become. So I think the huge point of this podcast, this long ramble, is to please know that because just because you were in bulimia doesn't mean you're crazy. doesn't mean that you are just a lunatic who's only harming themselves. There's a reason why you're doing it bulimia is offering you something. And if you can find out what it's offering you, then that's really helpful because you can try to find other ways that to find the solution that it's giving you, right? So you can find other ways to comfort yourself, other ways to relieve that emotion, other ways to process those emotions, other ways to fix the hunger that's going on by eating food in a proper way, changing up your diet, lots of reasons. So if you can find what solution bulimia is solving, then you can find way other ways to solve it because bulimia is not the only way. It's just become your default way. And then for those of you that have recovered, or maybe you're in the process of recovery, maybe you're five days, 10 days, a month, two years, or three plus years like me clean, um, and you still sometimes have urges, you still sometimes think, I kind of miss it. It's not so weird. And it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that you aren't fully recovered. It just means that your brain knows that it was an option. And maybe that's just how you're wired to eventually go down that path. If you don't take care of those things first, generally when I have urges, it's because I'm like this week, this week, I'm really stressed because I'm doing a lot. Right. And I'm about to go on vacation. There has been more food urges, right? Right. But it doesn't mean that I am losing it or I'm slipping or that I am not fully recovered. It just means that it was an old coping mechanism I used to use. And it makes sense that my brain would go there first. Um, Also, I think it goes without saying, but just because something's fun doesn't mean you should do it, right? Just because heroin's fun doesn't mean you should do it. (laughs) I think it goes without saying, but this person on Instagram and some people see it as very black and white. But that deters people from having open and honest conversations in places like therapy or coaching situations or any sort of recovery group, right? If you can't be honest about your feelings, then you're shamed. And then you have to lie about what's actually going on and why you keep doing it. And you never get to the real truth of the matter and the solution. Part of the reason I think clients like talking with me is because I get it. And I think honestly, the fact that I still struggle with those urges sometimes is a true gift, because it keeps me in understanding, knowing and being able to empathize greater than some other people. And anyone that says like, I don't understand why you don't just stop, they're not getting it. And they're not being helpful. And they're just simplifying the solution way too much. And um, shaming that person. And that's why people don't want to talk to you about bulimia, right? So um, I just wanted to say that it's not so weird. It makes sense. And it's okay. It's okay if you have those feelings. It doesn't make you messed up. Hopefully this short and sweet little episode helped you, especially if you're feeling guilt. I think there's another podcast episode. There's definitely um, a module in my course about missing bulimia and how to deal with that. Because I know it's a process, almost every single one of my clients, every single person I've really talked to out, somewhere in their recovery, they start missing bulimia, like a toxic ex, you know? I was just actually talking with a friend who's in a relationship and who that's kind of abusive, right? And it is rough for her because I'm sure part of her soul misses him, even though he's literally abusive, right? So it's just crazy what your brain will do to get back to those little pleasures and dopamine hits and whatever else you get from those things, serotonin, right? So any sort of chemical, any sort of feeling, it's powerful stuff. And your brain likes what's familiar. But a lot of people go through missing bulimia in recovery. It's not because you're fucked up and destined to be bulimic forever. It's not because you inherently are bulimic to your soul. Um, just probably means that you are genetically predisposed, honestly, and you built the habit and it's in your brain that if you could get to the place of believing that, that is going to be a good place. That's where I'm at. And it's so much more comforting than the shame I used to feel. I'll say though, you know, as a human being, when I saw that comment, I did suddenly question myself and and like, maybe she's right, but I disagree. And I think it helps more people than, um, and hopefully this, this episode, I might even title it, um, if you think bulimia is fun or if you miss bulimia or something like that, or, um, what, what bulimia offers you, because I think it's an important concept and a lot of people feel this way. So anyway, I'm talking in circles at this point. I think I've made it. Sometimes I feel like I have to talk for long periods of the time to give value, but sometimes actually short statements, as long as they portray the concept, are actually much more powerful than long rambly episodes. So I'm gonna end it here. I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely weekend. If you are in Ultra in Miami, if you're going to the Ultra Festival in Miami, DM me on Instagram and we'll try to meet up. Love to meet you in person. Okay. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.